Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Game Time Decisions. All right, let's do this thing. Game Time Decisions. Ready, Rage. I'm Gabriel Brezzi alongside the Raging Redhead, Cam Stewart, as we are into extra time in the World Cup semifinal. 17 of the last 18 teams to have the lead at the half of a World Cup semifinal went on to the World Cup uh, final. England trying to avoid uh, becoming just the second uh, team in World Cup uh, history not to advance to the final. They have a corner kick coming up right now, and nine of their 12 goals in this tournament have been on set pieces, free kicks, i.e. corners. There's the, uh, the English Samba line. Uh, that they have, and now they'll split up as the ball is in the air, and the ball is in the air, and oh! <laughs> Man, that ball looked like it was going in. That I think, was a fast ball. I think it hit the uh, Croatian defender in the face. It looked like it did. It came in there hot. <laughs> that was a fast ball right to the melon. Now, if it was a handball or an arm yeah. ball, the guys on Britain would be freaking yeah. out right no, now. It, it, Let's see right. this. I think it hit the guy right in the face. Watch. Yep. Hard header. Let's see? No, no, right he, off his head. He headed it yeah. out. Yeah, good call. Yeah, no, that was some good. That, that that ball looked really, really dangerous. You know, people talk about football concussions all the time. You know, yeah. these guys, it's not good. Oh no, a soccer ball still like yeah. yeah like, it, you're, like, you're, you're using your bare head. There's like, no helmet. People think, oh, you're eight years old, like you know, in your backyard yeah, heading yeah. a ball. It's Ding. not the same, dude. You see these guys <laughs> steaming a corner in? Exactly. You want to get your head in the way of it? No, it's like a. You're right. It's a heat-seeking missile. Yeah. It's like a hot sphere. No, you're right, man. Like even like the goalie yeah. earlier in the game, even the goalie on Croatia flinched once. No, people think. But he booted a ball. He didn't want to get hit by it, and he sort of hid behind the net cam. And I was thinking, he's a goalie even. Yeah. It was sort of on an offside. Kane drilled it on the side of the net. The Croatian goalie sort of like flinched for a second. He knows. He doesn't want to get hit in the face with a soccer ball. If you're England, though, Gabe, uh, Croatia's won the last two games on kicks. You might want to take care of your business in extra time. Yeah. Croatia has had that uh, the, the, the luck of the kick, but then Eng- England has won on kicks as well. Exactly. So both both teams very successful. We'll see what happens here, but uh, lots of chances. Exactly. Lots of chances. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy day today. Well, so many things going on. It's weird for a Wednesday, buddy, like with Wimbledon, the, the, the quarterfinals there. I was watching a little bit of tennis before the match. Uh, Kevin Anderson of South Africa taking beating Federer in five, 13-11 in the fifth two. Like, absolute, what a, what a, what a, that's a death match right there. And uh, Raonic was beating uh, Isner in the first, and then classic Raonic, Gabe, he loses the next three. He just can't get over the hump, this guy. I got to tell you something, he's a hard no guy to cheer instinct. for. He's a hard guy to cheer for. No killer instinct. Like, you talk about it as a Canadian, like, you know, yeah. I'm just like, nah, I don't even, uh, go, go Isner. What's going on here? I see cards. Oh, he's just uh, frolicking for the crowd. Was it hard tackle? Ooh. Nah, nah that's nah, nothing. That's an accidental sliding kick. Nah, nah, nah. Guy, guy in Croatia's uh, faking it. Yeah. <laughs> that's called faking it. Uh, you know what? Embellishing. 
Yeah, embellishing is a good word. He didn't dive. He went down. Yeah. Dude, this is the World Cup semifinal, bro. <laughs> Time for some uh, embellishment? No, but these Action. players are too much. Like, yeah. they all, it's like hockey. You know, like in the NHL, it's just sort of known. Listen, we're not going to call anything. It's up yeah. to you guys. You guys are yeah. going to beat the crap out of each other, and whatever happens, happens here. Mm-hmm. Uh, because that's the way that you would want it. You don't want a ticky-tack. No, you, you don't. Know, you t- want it to be you know, a card or anything like that. But, oh, oh. oh. Lots of dangerous plays right now. All right, dude on England, I think, just pulled no. his hamstring. Yeah, he looks very hurt. He wouldn't be faking it in that top, that part of the field. Look, it's his yeah. hamstring. Yeah, he's, he's, he's hobbling. All right, uh, Croatia pressing right now. England have been on their freaking heels for the last 40 minutes, man. <laughs> like, I told you, when you're going out to take the trash there and, they, and Croatia had an open net and rung it directly off the post, it was unbelievable. Like, the fact they didn't score there... They've had major chances in the second half. Yeah, there were a couple of times earlier in the game, every time I stepped out for a second or looked away, <laughs> Croatia would nearly score. Exactly, exactly. I had a pretty significant play on under two and a half glad, as well. I'm glad you got it. It's we good. did hit the draw at plus 210. We told you to take the draw yesterday. We told you to take the two and a half uh, yesterday. Uh, I'm on, um, I'm, uh, I got England qualifying right now. I got a small. Uh, it's not the end of the world no. if they don't. Yeah, I got a small I, future yeah. on Croatia, which I'm just going to put on France anyway. Well, you'll be in a nice head situation. Yes, exactly. So whatever happens is going to happen. No team had ever won two games in a row in penalty kicks before, mm. Cam. Interesting. In the World Cup, could be the first time ever. <laughs> well, Croatia has. Oh yeah, so don't make it three. Yeah, so I'm saying a three spot. Yeah, are they really going to win three consecutive? Who knows? Shows? It's kicks, man. Anything can happen. That's the thing. Psychologically, they've they've been. They've gotten the upper hand. They've been down in kicks the before question and come is, back. The question is, can the most British-looking dude on the team come through? My boy Pickford. Oh, yeah, Pickford, your goalie? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hello, it's Pickford. He just loves you. You're right. He is totally Brit. It's funny, though. Like, they show the when during the national anthem. You know, like there's a couple of brothers, a couple of other yeah. dudes, sort of like Beckham, like yeah. Harry Kane's yeah. got like the nice hair. Yeah, he's, all t- he's all tan. He, like he yeah. plays in Spain. Yeah, you know I mean? beautiful. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, that guy looks like he's living well. Yeah, yeah, like he's living, <laughs> like he's vacationing in Spain and stuff. That's like right. he's all nice. Then they got the Pickford. Like he yeah. looked like a Brit that like would have been on the team 20 years yeah, ago. Yeah, spotted. He's all pasty white. His cheeks are kind of red. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, trust me, I know he's that. He's got look. no tone whatsoever. No, this guy. Yeah. Like, That's the Brits. Like even me, I'm look, a red. You'll yeah. see him when you see oh, yeah. a shot. He's They're just milk. a pasty white yeah. Brit dude, man. Like it's milk, total milk, yeah. milk with a little bit of a blood rush. I know. He made a hell of a save, though, in the other game to save them he in the actually, penalty kicks yeah, a couple of games that's ago. That's true. He was good in the See, look at Kane. Yeah, Kane looks like a playboy. Yeah, like, Kane's like got the backup that. thing. Yeah, sure. You know, he's, he's smooth. <laughs> we'll get to Pickford. <laughs> like, if Pickford wants to get laid, he needs to go out with Kane. You're saying, yeah, he's got to go hit the sun? He's got to be like, uh, uh, he needs uh, Kane as a, as a wingman. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> he needs, he needs, all right, so Mark Lawrence going to join us in about 10 minutes' time. We're going to talk some, uh, what are we doing, Conference, Conference USA. USA. yeah. We love Conference USA. Two things I noticed about the Conference USA is, uh, number one, there's actually quite a lot of good teams in the Conference USA this year. A lot of returning starters to the Conference USA. And uh, the second thing I noticed about the Conference USA is there's a lot of freaking teams in the Conference sure USA. Sure is. <laughs> You're, you're absolutely correct. Like, 
Dude, you know, I'm doing like a little mini preview before, you know, earlier in the day just to prepare for Lawrence. I just have to keep scrolling. I'm yeah. like, holy Not shit, early. UAB. Lower Atlantic, FIU. Like it never ends. Like we Old Dominion? Like, what, what are you guys talking about? Yeah, like, Western Kentucky, T- University of Texas, San Antonio, UTEP, stop. It almost gave me a headache. <laughs> know, like, it really did. I was like, are you one, kidding me? One, two, three, four, five, six, now, how many seven, teams? eight, nine, teams? 10, 11, 12, 14. You said it, Western Kentucky. Yep, 14 teams. Dear God. That's a big conference, man. The CFL only has nine. Well, yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> a lot, like, a, a lot the of new conference teams USA that. is yeah. bigger than the CFL. Like, it's weird, too. Like, Charlotte hasn't been around for a long time. They're like a, a, a new breed team that's been there for a couple years. Yeah, it's interesting. It's a weird old, conference. Yeah, old Dominion, they're another, another team. You know what it is, Cam? They basically raided. It's sort of... Conference USA stole, like, the best teams from the Sun Belt a couple sure, of years ago. Yes, they did. If you'll notice, like, you know, Marshall. Marshall, listen, Marshall are vagabonds. These guys yeah. have been bouncing around for it's years, true. dude. Like, remember in the old days, Marshall, like, with Byron Leftwich and... Chad Pennington? Yeah, they were a Mac yeah, team. They were yeah, the Mac. They were they definitely. Were the Mac. They, they were playing against Central Michigan, Ball State, Toledo, Akron, et cetera. They were a Mac team, and they dominated. They were very good in the Mac. One team that's been in conference, Southern Miss seems to be a, a staple of that conference, even though a long time ago they've always been CUSA. They've been conference East, USA. East Carolina yeah. used to be in CUSA, and they moved. That, that's the thing about these conferences. There's a lot of movement. Exactly. Like some of those uh, conference USA teams split. They thought they were moving up the yeah. chain to join that American Athletic yeah, Conference. conference. <laughs> which, which I think is a pretty good conference. What, the, the American you know, Athletic? Yeah, yeah I like the, it. the AAE doesn't suck. <laughs> It's hard to say. You're, you're right. You know what I've noticed? Just looking at Conference USA game, there look like some scrubs and some pretty quality teams. Like there's going to be a, some bottom feeders and some teams that can get You know what there's going to be? Points. Points. Not, Overs. Not, not a lot of defense here. There's, well, there's some. There's a few defenses, but there's a lot of teams, Cam, if you notice. With returning, score. returning quarterbacks, like returning three or four wide receivers, returning coaches. It's almost the theme of the, of the conference this year, the return. <laughs> All right, somebody on Croatia's oh, yeah. dead or something. Well, that's the know. thing. This game's been going on a while, so I got a feeling there's going to be more bodies on the field. They're not bringing out the stretcher. I like when they bring out the plastic stretcher. Speaking of uh, speaking of dead, uh, Papa John's Papa John's stock not doing so well uh, this afternoon. As uh, that uh, Papa John dude, man, you could always tell the guy was a scumbag. All right. And, you know, you, you just knew. I didn't like his uh, fake black hair. It's just fake black hair. You know, there were, there were all kinds of instances of him, like at Louisville Cardinal games, being drunk yeah. and stupid, saying things to chicks and stuff. The guy was a walking <laughs> Me Too hashtag, all right? And, you know, he yeah. bitched about uh, Obamacare. Yeah. Oh, i got to raise the price 25 cents yeah. on every pizza yeah. now. Because I think it was only 15 cents. Yeah, right? and people were like, dude, you know what I mean? Would rather pay 15 extra cents so your driver has insurance if he gets hit it, delivering the pizza. Great point. Right? Yeah, so exactly. He's just a jerk, right? He's just a jerk, this guy. And, of course, all right, here's, hold on. Here's a, a corner kick coming up for Croatia. Guy's casually yeah, leaning yeah, back. Yeah, he's pretty like leaning back. You want to smoke? Yeah, right. Yeah, no, they, I hate when they do that. I'm glad they didn't do that. But 
Can't fight a corner yeah. kick. You kick it into the box. Yeah, like I don't you know. Do. I don't know why I, they I, pass I, it I, in. Yeah, exactly. Like you just took your big advantage. Just the defense away. time to set too, and they know it what's does. coming. A lot like more. if I'm defending, I'd rather you guys do this than just randomly kick it in a box. Nothing. Now yeah, exactly. Randomly kicking the box. You know what happens? Ball bounces off. Exactly. Ads. Things go wild. Crazy Stuff goals. happens. Like you said, you don't know. You drill it. You drill it in a box. It hits someone in the arm. Boom. You got a penalty kick. Wow. Croatia's coach looks like a, a more drunker version of Roger Federer. Like he looks like Federer with a, like a mini paunch kind. He's got the shirt going on. That's what Federer would look he like was, if he wasn't a tennis player. The Croatian coach was sweating before the game started. Yeah. Like he didn't like, he, no no, yeah. he didn't look good like before. Like, <laughs> I'm telling you, I noticed. Like before the match started, he like, looked stressed. Like when I come into the studio, just yeah. be, be just teams of sweat. Like when they when he shook hands with uh with Southgate. Southgate's yeah. a slick yeah, dude. Yeah, he has yeah. a nice suit on yeah, and stuff. Best. The guy from Croatia. <laughs> You gotta love. Look at Pickford there. He's all pale. Yeah, you're right. Pickford looks Pickford's like. Pickford's like, give me some water. That's the British, I need some water. That's the British Pickford, guy I see in the barn. Pickford's in the. I don't. The first thing you see him, he's like to the guy, water, water. Like. <laughs> I don't blame Pickford. He's having problems. He this, uh, yeah, that guy is totally like that. Is the, Pickford's that, thinking, God, it's hot in Russia right now, man. Like. <laughs> it gets pretty hot in England, though. It does. It gets hot. I know England, Scotland. It gets hot everywhere, buddy. It's it's a hot it's a hot summer. Yeah. So you're you're Scottish. Yeah. Kind of. I'm Canadian, but yeah, Scottish. I'm Scottish. Yeah, you you're know, Scottish too. Tech, well, you don't, you don't sweat as much as I do. Though. Ancestry uh, DNA says I'm seven percent British too. Nice. <laughs> Spot of tea, Marenzi. Yeah. <laughs> oh no. Well, my grandfather's name's Haggerty. Haggerty. That sounds yeah. Scottish. That could be Scottish too. I know some Scottish. Yeah, Haggerty. It's, it's Scottish. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> there, there you, you're right. He's got that. Link my grandmother's too. name is Brown. Brown. That's my mum's maiden name. Really? Is it B R O W N E like the old way? No. No, it's just Brown, like Gary Brown, yeah. your alias. And you can't make it up. Her yeah. brother's name was Charlie. Charlie Brown. <laughs> Charlie Brown. <laughs> My dad's uncle's name was Chesterfield. <laughs> no, was it? Yes, That's it was. Awesome. Chesterfield Stewart. <laughs> That's awesome. He was, Chesterfield. He's a Chesterfield. <laughs> See, look at Southgate. Hello. Oh, I know this guy doesn't Hello, is, sweat. It, is it tea time yet? Like, no, uh, like right. Southgate oh, comes in wearing, like, he looks like a lawyer. He sure does. Like, like Westgate a... looks like a lawyer coming in. Hello. Yeah, my my. <laughs> My client is clearly innocent. <laughs> You're right. The Croatian guy. We have all the Croatian guys, down. like the deep defense guys, yeah, yeah, like, oh, yeah. shit. He's got a bad dress. He's right? telling his client, listen, buddy, you're going to jail, all right? Yeah. This this other lawyer is on top of things here. Like, It's true. If they were both lawyers, I want Southgate to represent me. I'd like to see the heart rate. That'd be great. Like, we should, like, you want to step up sports? I've got yeah. ideas. Forget about different angles and stuff. I want to see, like, the algorithm, biorhythm of like the coach's hearts right now. Ding, 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 ding. Yeah, yeah, so he can go, oh, boy, look, he's stressed. <laughs> you know what I mean? Great call. You're right. I, I would like to see that, too. I would, like to, I would like to see the heart monitor. Southgate's England are under more pressure here. For sure. They're, they're, they're the whole nation of it's England. It's coming home. Croatia. It's yeah. all that other crap. Definitely. With the history. Croatia has only started playing in 1994. I mean, this, this is a soccer nation, but England's got way more pressure. You're right. Yeah, this is a, uh, yeah, no, exactly. But the expectation level. Yeah. Like if Croatia loses this game, I don't like think Like if you told be people before, listen, you made it to the semifinals, they'd be proud. Hey, that's pretty good, Croatia. Hey, yep. fourth. You know exactly. what I mean? Like, they'd yeah, be like, hey. To, yeah. to make the semis is pretty big. Exactly. So, but England now, they can taste it. They can taste it. Oh, they can. 
<laughs> he, he does. He has that like kind of like man and woman look too, like that that, that cheesy he looks, chick. He, he yeah, does, he's yeah. got that look of that pasty chick who's like angry at the bar or just yeah, no. He's got that kind of like woman. Coach. He's got, he's as British. He's as British. Look look at like look at some of the other dudes. You can't tell they're British. No, they're tanned. I know. You know what I mean? Like that one dude's covered in tattoos there. He's got a tanned and stuff. Yeah. Pickford's milky white. Yeah, yeah like Pickford, you look at him, it's man. like, oh yeah, that guy's British. You know? Yeah, he's pasty. It's like the Russian dudes. The Russian guys looked Russian. They sure do. <laughs> Team Russia just looked like Russian dudes. Croatians look like Croatians. Like too. it's the they type of thing, like dumb. if you didn't know, like they didn't have like the flags on the screen, you had to guess what countries, yeah. like you would be Russian. Some teams you wouldn't know, right? Because it's more modern. You know, like Switzerland, guys. You know, Switzerland weren't all white guys. No, they have all sorts of different types. Yeah, they had like nine different immigrants. Would you say you would guess, Cro- you know Croatia is an Eastern Bloc country. Oh, yeah. You look they have the look of fighters, yeah. not just soccer players. Can- they want to fight you. Dude, the Modric guy yeah. is as Croatian looking as it gets. Oh, corner kick. Oh, this is this is not good. They don't kick. Oh, my God. Oh, they didn't, the they didn't put it in the air, but it was actually a nice volley in. And Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Well, there's going to be a lot of crime going on in England in about 10 minutes' time unless they score a goal. Croatia has just scored. Uh-oh. Wow, the psycho gets the walk. Speaking of psycho, some dude attacked Pac-Man Jones at the uh, the airport in Atlanta. Yeah, like a, uh, like a worker. Yeah. Yeah. Like an employee. An off-duty employee. Yeah. Like a dude is walking, said something to Pac-Man. Pac-Man Jones. Pac-Man Kept walking, yep. buddy. Punch Pac-Man. Can't blame, Pac- can't blame Pac-Man this time. No, it's People words you don't often hear. <laughs> so, <laughs> Pac-Man's innocent. Yeah, words you don't hear often. It's not Pac-Man Jones' no, fault, it's man. It's not his fault. Um, holy, wow. <laughs> Listen, I already have a profit in this game, no yeah. matter what happens. But man, I just, bet, I, told I just bet under. I, I thought it would go to penalty this kicks. This is great, Gabe, because I had that that little bit of that Croatia future. Just going to yeah. throw it all on France. That was, a, that was a hell of a goal by Croatia. Beautiful sure head pass and had a great finish. The English defenseman got number five, got turned around. England have been standing yeah. around. Croatia yeah. have been the better side in the entire second half leading into this. Yep. And uh, now, literally, England, uh, hey, listen, if you're for real, you're going to score, tie it up, and then, you've then, got, we, then we could talk about your legacy. That you, would go down as you know, you've somebody would be a sir. You've got nine minutes to, to do this. Yeah. No sirs right now, Gabe. Speaking of sirs, uh, we've got Mark Lawrence. Oh, Sir Mark Lawrence. Sir, Hello. Sir Mark Lawrence. The king of Conference USA. And we're going to hit Conference uh, USA. Say. 
14 teams. You said it, man. There's a lot of teams here. A lot, a lot, a lot of football teams. Keep track of this conference. 14. We'll get Mark on in a second. So as yep. we stated, there's, uh, there's about eight and a half minutes uh, left uh, here with whatever added extra time uh, that they put on the board. Yeah, just a random number. I'm thinking about what do you think about none about four no no three like, no like one like there's uh, been no it's been pretty constant flow actually here there've been a couple guys down on the stretcher so I'm thinking you might get three minutes out of it four minutes out of it has there been an extra yep. time yep oh here comes England maybe no wow all right do we have Mark Lawrence now are you there Mark Our action is flowing hey guys how you doing. Hey, hey Mark, how's it going? How you doing, Mark? I'm doing pretty good. I'm with you watching this overtime match here. Pretty exciting. I, I, I remember, Mark, when you first put out the playbook when we were getting into the conferences, your uh, buddy who you talked to had Mexico and Croatia as his sleepers. So not bad. No, Croatia, 32-1, uh, to 1, holding pretty tight right now. So uh, they can hold this. Uh, my buddy will be... Feeling pretty good right now these days. <laughs> Thirty-two to one, nice. Yeah, put 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 yourself in a great. Uh, oh, hedge. that's a beautiful hedge spot. Great hedge situation to against uh, against France. Yep. I still think France is going to win. Yep. Uh, despite uh, who whatever happens here in the next uh, in the next couple of minutes, but you know, Mark, it really wasn't much of a match, and uh, you know, England just sort of you know England England had been flat-footed for they like had, the last yeah, forty minutes. The second half. It's amazing. They had opportunities to make it 2-0. They didn't do it, and um, this, this they're going to rue this. I brought it up earlier, Mark. You're a big stat guy. 17 of the last 18 teams to have a uh, lead at the half. 17 of the last 18 teams to have a lead at the half in the World Cup semifinals went on to win the game and um, go to the World Cup final. So England will become Ooh. just the second team ever. Uh, to 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 not be able to close out after leading at the half mark, pretty crazy. Yeah, it's a wicked stat to say the least, and I'm sure people in England will be reading about that if they can't somehow force penalty kicks in this match. They got a little little ways to go, uh, a little bit better than six minutes to go. So we'll see what happens. Well, here comes yeah, the here Croatia comes the right attack. <laughs> <laughs> it could be over before we even get to the first team here. Oh, I can't get too mad. I'm, I'm, I'm no, you did well today. Yeah, I did well. No, I, just, no. I just gave some of them back your, with us. Me, me and my buddy Vince, you met Vizine Vince, Gabe. <laughs> know what the line is he uses? Plus days. Yeah, plus yeah, days. Plus right. days. You're That's right. what we try to say. Have a have a plus unit day and, and we did. move on. We did. And we're going to have uh, more plus uh, winners right now because yes. Mark Lawrence is uh, Correct. With us. But before we get to uh, tonight's card, let's talk some uh, Conference USA, Mark. And I'll tell you what. As I told Cam a couple of minutes ago, the one thing, uh, two things that stuck out about Conference USA to me is, number one, there's a lot of good teams in the conference. There's a ton of returning uh, stars and starters and quarterbacks and coaches. And number two, there's a lot of freaking teams <laughs> in this conference. I'm reading your preview, 14. and I just had to keep scrolling and scrolling and scrolling and scrolling. Yeah, it's a well-stocked conference, to say the least. And as you mentioned, uh a lot of these teams take on a lot of the big boys in non-conference play. They kind of think that they're maybe the best of the group of five conferences, but the AAC is arguably better. And, uh, you know, I think last year we saw that when the Conference USA in non-conference games was just 6-18 and 18 to the spread as double-digit dogs. So they're going to have to improve on that this year. 
if they want to take that claim away from the AAC. All right, so let's jump in here and blast through these teams. Let's start off uh, with the Charlotte uh, 49ers. They got a win total of uh, three and a half this year, Mark. Yep, uh, and as we mentioned here, uh, they're playing a they play a lot of young kids here, uh, and this is a huge season for Brad Lambert. He's really on the hot seat here this football season here. But you know what we say is uh, when you play all these young kids, that the spring chickens turn into barnyard roosters, and that could be the case for Charlotte here this football season. Here uh, they're going to have to get it done early though, because seven of their last eight games are going to be against bowl teams. So. I look for a big improvement from Charlotte this year. I don't think they'll be bowling, but I think they could at least save Lampert's job. Can I get to four? I mean, they open up with Fordham. That's a win. The schedule is pretty tough. I mean, I'm not seeing a lot of free passes here along the way for them, uh, Mark. No, there's not a lot of free passes. But, you know, when you're banking on the theory of playing the young kids and with the experience and then going out and playing, winning to save a coach's job, a lot like Texas Tech is doing over in the Big 12 Conference here. They generally have better seasons than they're expected to have, and I think that could end up being the case with the 49ers this year. One of the more popular teams, we've got Lane Kiffin and Florida Atlantic there, Mark. Uh, but uh, just reading the notes here, tough, tough, tough road games for this team. It's going to be tough for them to get there, but they have some talent and lots of returning starters. They do. Uh, ten starters back on defense. That's really strong That you know for a defending champion here. But they do have that bullseye on their back, uh, to say the least. And, you know, they're the only team in this conference that the Westgate put odds up on to make the college football playoffs. They listed them at 200-1. to 1. I don't think anybody's buying that. But the bottom line is they're the only team that's represented on the board at the Westgate. Uh, I think it's going to be difficult for this team to uh, do what they did last year because of that big bullseye on their back and the fact that all six of their road games are against bowl teams this year. So everybody will be out for Florida Atlantic this year. Well, Mark, I wish I had a time machine. I can go back in time and re-bet my Florida Atlantic future uh, bet uh, from last year. Of course, at the IFBC, uh, we gave people Florida Atlantic over four and a half wins. They ended up winning 11 football games uh, last year when it was all said and done. You know, as you stated, it's a little bit different when the expectations have been raised. You're not going to catch anybody off guard uh, right now. Still a good football team, but, you know, with the win total, what is it? A win total at nine right Ooh. now. It's hard to justify, you know, just when you got a four and a half one year, it's hard to bet a nine the next year, Mark. I just can't do it. No, you can't do it when the win total doubles and the fact that you did beat everybody in your conference. They're going to go into a, a lot of revenge football games this football season here, so... You know, I think what goes up comes down here. Look at their their last two games in the end of September. They have to go to Central Florida, and they go to Middle Tennessee State. Those are going to be two good football teams this year. And uh, they'll probably do good to split those games, but if they don't win either one, they could be in dire straits. Well, a team that I liked last year, and you know, I, I wanted to like a little bit more this year, and maybe I can talk myself, maybe you can talk me into it or out of it uh, here, Mark. Uh, but Florida International. I mean, with all the talk of Lane Kiffin and the job that Lane Kiffin uh, did, Butch Davis did a, a heck of a job uh, with the Panthers as well. And uh, as you write about, uh, Bill Connolly, SB Nation's Bill Connolly uh, wrote, you know, UCF went 13-0 and and claimed a, um, you know, well, pretended to claim a share of the national title. <laughs> <laughs> FAU won 11 games and a Conference USA title. Florida International lost uh, to by a combined 113 to 41 to those two teams, yet out recruited both of them uh, in the off season. So, 
it goes to show the power of Butch Davis and what, what he can do and what a good coach he is. So we know he's got talent. I know he lost his quarterback. A little bit of a concern, especially considering how good they were in the red zone uh, last year. But, the, you know, what, what, what do you make of this uh, football team with, with five wins? Just feels like it's doable. I think may, maybe we can get to six, and if not, I get a push. I doubt they only win four games. What do you make of this team? I wouldn't be surprised at all if this team is a bowl team this year as well. Dave, uh, like you mentioned, he did a terrific job recruiting here. Last year, he benefited from the fact that he had a ton of returning production back. 85% of the production was back on both sides of the ball last year for this football program here. So, uh, you know, it's going to be a little bit difficult maybe to meet those expectations. But I'm a Butch Davis believer, and so is everybody in South Florida here. Again, I'd be surprised if they're not bowling this football season. And plus, he's such a good coach. There's some good coaches at this conference. That, like, you really and this, like, this, wow, man. This is something that I liked last year with Lane Kiffin going in there. And I thought that just Lane Kiffin and um, and uh, who was the other, uh, the jerk uh, the jerk off kid there from uh, from Baylor. Oh, yeah, Art Browse's kid, yeah. Kendall Browse. Kendall Browse, yeah. With Kendall Browse's offense and Lane Kiffin, I thought it would just be they would ambush that conference last year, and they did. But... On a weekly basis, Mark, I mean, yeah, you got the kids and you got the talent, but even though there are some good coaches and some real veteran coaches in this conference right now, not a lot of them are can manage a football game and have been, you know, put it this way, guys. Butch Davis is so good, he got the Cleveland Browns to the playoffs. That's a great point. Yeah, that's a, yeah. That's a <laughs> He was the coach. The last time the Cleveland Browns <laughs> I, 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 were playoffs, he rest, was the coach. You rest your case. Yes. So all I'm saying is, like, when, yes, you know, yes. yeah, maybe the kids on his team aren't great compared to the kid on Charlotte yeah, or whatever, but coach him up. he's a better coach yeah. than the Charlotte it's coach. Call. You know what I mean? He's been around just – to me, Butch Davis is the difference between maybe winning an extra game in a year or two, Mark. You know what I mean? Between five and a six. Exactly what he is. He's not going to be outcoached by too many teams in this other coaches in this conference. That's for sure. That's a given. And just the fact that uh, he does have that ability is an extra win or two in his belt, and that's the reason I think – they can win those six football games, go over the total, and be bowling at the end of the year. Yeah, he might not be. Uh, I'll tell you, Skip Holtz, though, that's another That's another good coach. He might yeah. not be as good as Butch Davis, but, Mark, Two minutes. I'll tell you, Louisiana Tech, you talk about it, some heartbreaking losses. This this team has been the cream of the crop for a long period of time, a team that can just, like, on offense, just score and beat you down. Interesting stuff. You think uh, maybe this is going to be a nice year for Louisiana Tech. They're returning a lot of quality talent as well. I think this is a real sleeper team in the conference this year here, guys. Three losses by one point last year. That was on the heels of three straight nine-win seasons. They end up with only seven victories last year. So, you know, they're going to have that big chip on their shoulder this year. And he went out and he brought in 16 three-star football recruits in the offseason here. And we all know what Skip Holtz is. He's a master as an underdog. He brings other good teams down to his level when he plays. I think Louisiana Tech's got all the makings here, 15 starters back, to go over those seven wins this season. Get to nine. Perfect. I li- I've always liked Louisiana Tech, Gabe. They've been a team that have always been great point, great in an underdog role. We've got under two minutes left uh, right now. In the soccer match? Yeah, yep. it doesn't look, good. doesn't look good for England. Croatia's uh, with the wow. ball in midfield. What a comeback. What a comeback. What a collapse is what yeah. I'm thinking as well. <laughs> it works both ways. What, what a collapse. I mean, really, you know, England's going to rule this. They got to bring out. Here he comes. Here he comes. Pickford's out now. It's on. You got to put bring, uh, start to attack. There's a song uh, by Iron Maiden, uh, who it's a British band. Yep. Murders in the Rue Morgue. 
Well, that's that's yeah. what we're looking at here right now, man. A lot of angry Brits. Well, this is the, yeah, this is, yeah, this is from, from leading at the half to, to to giving up two goals to Croatia there. In about three or four minutes, the destruction in England's going to begin. You said it. <laughs> no, no, seriously, property damage on the rise. Oh yeah, like, oh, it's stuff, not going to be it's, about to get smashed unless they can smash one in. This is their last chance. Weak attempt. Oh, handball. handball. They got a free yeah. kick. All right, so well, we'll get back to the football in a second uh, here. There's just about 30 seconds left. This is pretty much their last opportunity. Yep. It's not too close either. Yeah, if you if you do something from this piece, then they're going to be magical. Well, what you got to do here is you got to put it in the air, sort of like a corner kick. Just get it into the yeah, box yeah. and hope something crazy yep. happens. Hope for a deflection. This is it. There's 10 yeah. seconds. Yeah, this is it. Even though kick. there's no real clock, but yeah. generally. Imagine <laughs> if the ref just said, all right, that's it now before he kicked it. <laughs> you got to love the arbitrary. Uh... Mark, I was saying that. Imagine in the NFL if they just, like, there was no clock. Yeah. You're on, like, the six-yard line. You're about to score, and the ref just blows the whistle. All right, yeah, that's it. It's all over. over. <laughs> <laughs> or, or you're lining up for a game-winning chip shot field goal. And yeah, <laughs> yeah the exactly. game's over. <laughs> right, here's the, the little boot well, in the a, box. That's a good ball. Nope, uh, that out. was too soft. That's the game. It's over. Croatia. Croatia. Mark Lawrence's buddy. There we go. Yeah, he looks like he's a dead ringer for Federer. It's unbelievable. Croatia. Wow. Make it to the final against the France. Good on Croatia. They they deserved to win that game. They, they came did. Out in the second half, no, they dominated. Were, England didn't do anything. They were better than England. I'm they not. Uh, no excuses. But I don't think Croatia's that great. They're pretty no. resilient. They're, they they yeah. They're kind of hard to score on. France. This game, England had this game, and they, they they were leading. They had control of the game. They could have made it two nothing, three nothing early. They didn't. We talk about it again. You don't bury a team, you get buried. Yep. France, uh, I think uh, France will beat them. Yeah, I think so too. Okay, so uh, yeah. Cam was just talking about uh, Louisiana Tech. Tech yeah. Um, let's get into uh, Marshall. <laughs> Uh, Marshall, um, so they got a ton of guys back. Is that good or bad? Because uh, they weren't that good last year, Mark. <laughs> well, they got 18 guys back. They have no back-to-back -back road games here. So there's a lot to like about this football program here. Uh, you know, they turned their program around. Uh, they had won 33 games th uh, three in combined three seasons before they only won three games in 2016. So the problem is they lose a really good quarterback. He's Litton. He left early for the NFL draft. But they do have nine starters back on defense, the entire offensive line, the entire defensive line. Another well-stacked football program inside this conference here. I think there's one of four teams, this is one of four teams, I think, that can challenge for the Conference USA title. We know uh, about the Blue Raiders, Mark, last year. They had some good players. Uh, very bad luck. They were a hard luck team, but this team has always been there at the top of the conference. And uh, if things go their way, they're always, always dangerous. What do you think about Middle Tennessee? I think this is a real sleeper team in the conference here. Uh, you know, hard luck last year, some bad injuries. Brent, Brent Stock still and his uh, Richie James, the best wide receiver in the conference. They missed half their games last football season here. Middle Tennessee went five and two with Stock still two and four without him. He's back. Uh, they've got every returning starting running back as top three wide receivers, other than James coming back on the other side. Six of the top seven defensive linemen, three of the top four linebackers. This is a really, really loaded football team here with a big-time chip on their shoulder. I think Middle Tennessee State is right in the hunt for the Conference USA this year. 
Always like the Blue Raiders game. They've been good, I agree. good to me. Always good to me. I agree. I'm buying in. <laughs> Buy the Blue Raiders stock. I'm buying in. So it's unbelievable. Like all these teams, we was talking about 16 returning starters now into uh, the uh, the mean green. Yes. In which uh, they've got 17 returning oh, starters, God. including a uh, pretty good quarterback in Mason Fine uh, as well. So on the mean green uh, what I like here at Mark Lawrence is a stat that we'll like from Mark Lawrence's playbook that's available on newsstands uh, near you uh, or online, playbookkit.com. The Mean Green, 36-6 and six against the spread in which they're able to score 32 or more wow. points. That's a great stat. And it looks like they're going to have a pretty explosive offense this year, Mark, so I think they could be able to get over 32 a couple of times, which means they could cover some point spreads this year. <laughs> I think they'll be a point spread winner this year, Gabriel. They were a top 25 ranked offense last year, and nine starters back with the quarterback, four offensive linemen here. A lot to like about this team here as well. And it's Graham Harrell, the offensive coordinator. Remember, he was a Texas Tech quarterback. They love that spread offense. They love going up and down the field, putting points on the scoreboard there. This could be a good spread winning football team. And again, North Texas, I think it'll be a team nobody's going to want to play in the Conference USA. Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? Or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Download it now to your phone, we promise. No weird viruses, no strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go. Decisions ready. Rage radio continues as other Croatia's uh, run. Mark Lawrence uh, with us. Playbook.com's uh, Mark Lawrence talking conference at USA uh, right now. So let's uh, check out the old D. Another team uh, with uh, quite a few returning starters, including their quarterback um, as well. Um, they've got nine starters back on offense. They've got seven starters back uh, on defense. Uh, talk to me about Old Dominion, uh, Mark. Well, it's a football program last year that uh, kind of was uh, got a shot in the arm late. They had a 17-year-old true freshman. His name was Stephen Williams. He stepped in, kind of salvaged their season last year in his last three starts. He had a quarterback pass rating of over 146, so that's a lot to build with with him. Plus, they got five offensive linemen that had at least 10 career starts. So I think they're pretty well fortified offensively, this football program here is. And the other side of the coin is they do protect their home turf real well, aside from having sold out all 60 of their home games in their young history here. They're 44 wins in those 60 football games. So if they can take care of business at home, win some games at home, Five and a half their season win total here this year. They could also be another team that could end up getting six wins bowl eligible this year. Ooh, 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 Gabe, it's the Rice Owls. And I'll tell you one thing, and you look at the, at the playbook here, their defense absolutely ravaged. I know this is a team that used to be able to put up a lot of points, Mark, but, man, their defense has been torched the last few years. What do you think about uh, Rice? They got obviously improved on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah, they get crushed on the ground. Uh, they cough it up over 200 yards rushing, over five yards of carry. 
that doesn't work. That doesn't work well at all. David Bailiff has finally gone from the program here, and they bring in Mike Bloomgren. He was the offensive coordinator at Stanford, so he'll give a shot in the arm to the offense. And they bring Brian Smith, a defensive back at Michigan coach, uh, in to run the defense here. So, you know, there's some rebuilding to be done here. There's no question about it. They allowed more than 36 points a game the last three football seasons here. Three wins for their season win total here. I won't get involved in that because it's going to take some time to rebuild this football program here. But I think they're doing the right thing by letting Bayleaf go and starting new over with this football program. So uh, Marshall's win total was seven and a half. We talked about Middle Tennessee and uh, the Blue Raiders. Uh, seven wins looks, they, uh, looks they attainable yep. uh, for them. Old Dominion. Old Dominion sitting at uh, five and a half uh, wins. Um, you know, what, what about that, Mark? We talked about Old D, but what, what about the, the win total here at uh, five and a half? Is this a bowl team, in your opinion? I think it could be. Uh, you know, like I say, that offensive line is, is really stacked. Stephen Williams, that young kid, the freshman last year, gave them 17 the big shot. 17 years old arm. last year only. Wow. Yep. That's young. 17 That's year very old, young. True, true freshman, right. So, you know, he's got a lot of a, a lot of experience, a lot of confidence here. I think they can get over five and a half wins there as well. You know what I like about the fact is they play Liberty win. <laughs> East Carolina are terrible. Yeah, the Pirates are bad. Yar. And uh, Rice. Yeah, and the Owls. Woo-hoo. Yeah, that's might three, be 3-0 and right there. That, that, that's they don't wins. play them on paper, but it looks good. Yeah, that's, looks that's real good. That's three wins that we can get right there. <laughs> All right, uh, so where are we at here? Southern We're, Miss. South, Southern Mississippi. Well, so, loving Southern Miss. As uh, Cam uh, mentioned earlier in the day, Southern, Southern Miss sort of one of the staples of uh, the Conference USA, one of the teams that have been in this conference for a little while now, Mark. Yeah, they have. They've been up. They've been down. They were, you know, they were one of the most consistent winning programs in a long, long time from memory. I think seventeen straight winning years before they went south. But uh, uh, yeah, Todd Munkin, a little bit. Remember, I'm remember sorry? Todd Munkin. Remember Todd Munkin was the coach. Exactly. They were a great right, team. Exactly. They went like one and twelve, and then somehow uh, Todd Munkin parlayed his brilliant one and twelve <laughs> job and zero and eleven or whatever the hell it was. Two years. I don't know. He was like two and twenty-three or something in two years. And then somehow Dirk Cutter makes him the offensive coordinator of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Man, that makes yeah, a lot of sense. Figure. Yeah, yeah, yeah figure a lot, lot, lot of sense. Larry Fedora Larry, was a good coach with Southern Miss. Yeah, he, he was. did a good job. Fedora's not walking Jay the door. in here to run this program now. Since Jay Hobson's been there, they won 15 games in two years. So you know they're liking what they're doing here. But notice the odds makers got the season win total only six and a half for Southern Miss. So there's things about the program he doesn't like. Uh, one is their lack of returning talent. They've only got nine starters back. So instead of recruiting, he goes out and he goes the JUCO route, and that's never a good thing when you start opting for JUCOs to fill in for departing seniors here. That just never works at a football program, maybe one or two, but uh, in, the, in the wash, it just doesn't come out here. They had almost 60% of their seniors started their games last football season here. So I think it could be a step backwards for Southern Mississippi this year. We talk about everybody being up and potentially good. You have to look for some teams that are going to be down in this conference here for that to happen, and Southern Miss could be one of those down teams. I remember the UAB game, Gabe. Remember that Bahamas Bowl? I think we were on UAB at plus 14 versus Ohio. We got murdered in that game. But anyway, Mark, uh, the good news is UAB, uh, easy schedule. Might be some success for the Blazers this year. Seven and a half went pretty pretty high, though. that's That's very high. And, and wow. is this is this uh, somewhat of a let? Is it a come down? Mark? I know their schedule is extremely favorable, as you write. What second easy schedule? But is it a let down a little bit after last year when it caught everybody off guard? We talked about it with FAU, 
having a target on their back now team because last year people were like man these guys will be terrible they weren't even a team before you know they're all new so now they're not going to catch anybody off guard this year no there's going to be teams having revenge chip on their shoulder taking on birmingham for what happened last year they were the cinderella team in college football last year it was a great story and congratulations to them for everything that they did but i think they're going to end up paying a price for that this year they do have 10 starters coming back here. That makes them pretty popular once again here. But a seven and a half win total, that's kind of a, a, a leap of faith with this football program here. I don't know what the win total was last year. I think it might have been like four or four and a half wins. They exceeded that when they went to the bowl. But uh, if you're if you're nearly doubling a win total based on a, on a surprise season here, you have to almost always look the other way in here. I think Birmingham could end up going the other way this year as well. I'm like any under. Hunter, keep digging with the Blazers. Yeah, yeah, they're not winning eight games. It's a tough conference yeah. this year. How bad is UTEP? Are they one of the worst teams in the nation? Like they look, they're they're a bad, bad football team. The odds makers think so. The win total is uh, two and a half. <laughs> I don't know if they can get to three. Mark, they're bad, and they don't have a very easy non-conference schedule yeah. either. At UNLV, at Tennessee Volunteers, um, against New Mexico State, and no free passes here for for UTEP either. No, aside from having a, a marshmallow offense last year, dead last in all of football, their defense was worse. Their defense was worse. I mean, they allowed almost 37 points a game, almost 450 yards a game. So they got to rebuild this whole program here. They're bringing in Dana Dimmel, used to be the head coach at Houston and Wyoming. He's got 30 years of coaching experience. They're also bringing in Mike Canales as their offensive coordinator. He's got 33 years of experience. And Mike Cox, a defensive coordinator with 30 years of experience, they have more experience than probably uh, than the average age, uh, the age of everybody collectively in the team. They'll be experienced in the coaching staff, but awfully young. Nobody on the offensive line coming back. This is a disaster in the making here for this team here. And I, uh, if they get to three wins, it'll probably be a surprise this year. Uh, let's look at the schedule: Northern Arizona at UTEP. That's a battle. Bad teams. UTEP at UNLV. Loss. UTEP at Tennessee. Loss. New Mexico State. New Mexico can I mean, New Mexico State will kill them. They can run the ball. Yep. They can move the ball, New Mexico State yep. now. I like that for Remember that. New Mexico State used to be the big laughing stock. Yeah. Now um, it's um UTEP's that new team <laughs> yeah. with like three hundred people in the stands and yeah, stuff. It's, it's ugly, man. It's a beautiful place to play though. UTEP at UTSA. North Texas at UTEP. UTEP at La Tech. UAB at UTEP. Uh, UTEP at Rice. Uh, uh, Middle Tennessee at UTEP, UTEP at Western Kentucky, Southern Mississippi at UTEP. They'll be hard-pressed to win three games. Maybe it comes down to that last game of the year if they're at two. Well, I don't see know, them winning three <laughs> games. No, I, know. I don't see them winning three, Mark. No, they'll live up to their to their, uh, their acronym, their nickname, UTEP. You take them points. There are not going to be enough points to take with this football team. <laughs> You got to leave the points on the table. <laughs> yeah, you take them points. What about UTSA? You, what, what you if, take straight against or? Uh, yeah. What about the Roadrunners? Well, <laughs> uh, the Roadrunners are another team here that uh, I think they're going to play with a big chip on their shoulder here. What did they do last year? They were the second best team in the country in passing yards allowed, number one in first down defense. They won enough games to become bowl eligible. They outgained eight of their last 11 opponents to end the football season here. 
and they sat at home and watched the bowls with you and I. I think this team has really, really got a huge chip on their shoulder here, and I think they're going to come play with vengeance this football season here. I know they're light on returning starters here, but all of what they did, the good things they did last year, I think that will end up being serving as, as their motive for this football season here. I got like them over five wins this year. Well, we talk Conference USA in today's uh, Mark Lawrence's uh, Coffee Club, the daily newsletter. Check out uh, playbook.com to get information about that. And, of course, if you want all, every uh, college conference uh, preview in its entirety with trends, stats, and a uh, ton of data, check out Mark Lawrence's college uh, football and pro football uh, the uh, the football preview uh, guide. Uh, but uh, Mark was asked a question. Uh, who looks uh, to be the surprise team from the, sunset, uh, the uh, Sunshine State uh, this football season? Last year it was Florida Atlantic. Your answer was the Florida Gators. Dan Mullen, of course, uh, I believe Starkville goes up to uh, right now to uh, to Gainesville. Damn good coach. Yeah, and he was there with um, with Urban Meyer, right? So he was an Urban Meyer guy at Florida. I've always thought he was the perfect Florida coach. With Mississippi State, he built that program. And he waited. He a contender. Yeah, he didn't leave right away. No, he so you can't he say he's one of these snake guys that bolts right away. No. He, you know, he built you, it. You can't blame him for leaving Mississippi State. He waited for the right job. He wanted the Florida job. You understand why he was there with Mullen. How long is it going to ch- take for him to turn this thing around, though, Mark? You think, uh, like, what, what are you looking at for the Gators this year? Well, what I like about the Gators this year, aside from Mullen coming back to his alma mater, that uh, all the underclassmen that Florida played last year, 57% of their starts were made by underclassmen last year. That was the third most in the country. And the story about Felipe Franks, who started as a freshman last year, looked god-awful at times. But uh, they say that he's had a dramatic transformation in the offseason here. They can't believe this kid's got NFL stud ability here. He's like six foot five or six foot six. He can throw the ball seventy yards standing still. I know they're really excited about him, the program, and the young talent they've got on this team here. I think they're going to end up being a sleeper team, and I bought them at five hundred to one to win the uh, to, to win the college football playoffs this year. I think they could sneak in from their side of the division this football season here, and if they do, Katie by the door could be Croatia all over again. Mark's not playing around. No, he's not. It's a great point, though, too, because you get like Missouri, like the weaker part of the SEC. Florida always gets those guys, so that'll help. That'll help the Gators. We forgot one team, though, Mark. The the Hilltoppers of Western Kentucky. Oh, oh, yep. uh, we got it. I don't know what's uh, this program. These guys used to be a lock to go to bowl games, score score multiple points. What do you guys think about uh, the Hilltoppers? Are on their way down the hill or up the hill? Well, they've gone down the hill last year. I mean, I've never seen such a, a team go inside out like they did offensively and defensively. Uh, it was amazing. Their defense ranked dead last rush defense last year. Went backwards 124 yards a game. The offense, uh, the rush defense, went backwards 73 yards a game here. Uh, they, they're losing a lot of players. They, uh, Mike White, their senior quarterback, is gone. It's going to be a transformation year for this football program here as well here. Again, we make cases for all these improved, good-looking teams in this conference here. Somebody's got to go backwards, and I think Western Kentucky will fit that bill as well this year. I think they're going to have a down years in 2018. Mark Lawrence, playbook.com. All right, so before we get uh, you out of here, Mark, a couple of baseball trends uh, of the day. Uh, Bartolo Colon, 0-5 in his last uh, five uh, July uh, starts, 1-6 July away. It's getting hotter. He's a bigger man. Not good for Bartolo Colon. Lots of stats against him. Yeah, Cologne, yeah but, uh, he's Cologne. A, but he's a $4 dog tonight, guys. <laughs> I know he is. I know he is. <laughs> $4. Yeah, yeah, dog. they're plus 400 tonight. <laughs> 
I don't think they're going to win, but that's a lot of that's a lot of that's a lot of take back, buddy. <laughs> this is the biggest number we've oh, seen. Yeah, Minus four twenty five. Definitely. Yep. What's, what's the biggest number you've ever can you can recall for a baseball game? Like. It's pretty much it, Mark. I can think a few times, like Clayton Kershaw yeah, was like, like minus, minus 400, 400 against the Padres yeah. and stuff, but minus 425, four, like, have you ever seen one this high? Yeah, this is about as high as I can remember, four and a quarter here. And a good friend of mine, I think he wrote that $4 favorites are 6-1 and one in the seven times there have been $4 favorites here. And for six wins and one loss, the net profit was 15 little dollars. So you can imagine, you know, if you lose one $4 favorite here, you got to win five games just to come back and show a profit of $15. So you're playing with fire when you go out and lay $4 in a baseball game. And, you know, Cologne, as you mentioned here, not much left with him, you know, other than, uh, like, on the dinner plate. There's not much left on his dinner plate tables at all here either. It's like Cam. He's like me. Don't leave the scraps. <laughs> but you're still talking about a pitcher that, the you know, veteran pitcher that he is. And, you know, Sale was named to the all-star team. And those pitchers sometimes can be fat. So, you know, I, I'm going to play a little bit of Cologne here tonight. I know that that's an ugly trend there for him, but a $4 dog kind of, uh, you know, there's big ugly dogs and there's real big ugly dogs, and that's what Cologne is tonight. It's a good angle. At the all-star pitchers gave, they might take sale out early, and they're also talking about he's a guy that they have to protect his arms. So if he's pitching in the you know what I mean, he might not go as long as you think in that game. They'd have to score early and often against Cologne. Interesting. And uh, Shelby Miller's uh, getting uh, lit up. No, big time. 0-3 with an ERA of an even 9 and a uh, whip of 1.79 with the D-backs. He's also 0-8. 0-8. Yeah, in the month of July. He's a super fade pitcher here, guys. And I'll leave you with this note here. Tomorrow, Severino takes on Kluber, Yankees and Indians here. Luis Severino, you'll read about this, I believe, tomorrow in the Coffee Club, but he's 23-1 his last 24 games as a favorite. But he'll be a dog tomorrow. In the last three times he's been a dog, he's lost the money all three times. So great pitching matchup, Severino-Kluber tomorrow. Keep an eye on that price. Interesting. The Indians are burning money versus the Reds. See what they did the other game? The bullpen yeah. phone didn't work. They had a 4 to nothing lead with Bauer, and then they give up seven runs to the Cincinnati Reds as a huge favorite. So they get for having yep. a public mobile uh, cell set. <laughs> Well, uh, you, you know the story behind you know the story behind the bullpen collapse last night. Francona comes out, calls for the uh, re- a relief pitcher. They send the wrong guy in. He sends a righty in against the righty, uh, a, a right or a lefty in against the righty, and it wasn't the guy he called for. He's like, "What's going on here, guys?" And he serves up the game-winning hit. It was like a real football by the Cleveland Indians last night. Yeah. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app. The TuneIn Radio app or download the Fancy Sports Radio Network app. The Fancy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free 24 7, 365 Fancy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fancy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844 844- 84FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Game Time Decisions presents the DFS Lineup Lock Hour, sponsored by DailyRoto.com.
All right, we've had a lot of fun uh, this week trying to give you two tickets to the World Series. And uh, hang in there. We're going to do that in a couple of minutes' time. We encourage you to uh, jump in, get on hold. Yep. 844-84-FNTSY. 844-84-FNTSY. What's our best? Has somebody got the second base yet? Is that as far as we've gone for uh, hit for the cycle? You need four. We've gotten a guy to second. No, we got a guy to third base. Got once. a guy to third. Really? Yeah. Well, that's close. That's getting there. Yeah. Or you can call 844-843-6879. Yeah, I like that. Make it simple. 844-84-FNTSY <laughs> or 844-843-6879. I like 6879. There you go. Um. And I see our boy Pushy's out here right now. Pushy? Yeah, Pushy's on Twitter. He just retweeted this. Uh, I don't know. What's up, Pushy? Like I said, I think Pushy, I, I don't think Pushy can travel. <laughs> is that what it is? I don't know. He should just come on and play. I know, Pushy, uh, Pushy's uh, been enjoying the show all week, but he never participates and uh, tries to win the uh, win the tickets. We have Clam Chowder's tried every damn day. Yeah. There's no rule that you can't yeah. call in every day, That's right. right. Yeah. Exactly. We, we don't want to take the same guys every day all but, the time, but Chowder's just too good not to. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> you got to put him on. But, no, there's no rule that you can't. Like, basically, you know, you can call Carton Show in the morning. You yeah. can call us. So you, know, you can mix it up because, uh, yeah, we got to give these tickets away. And uh, we're going to lower the bar at some point in time, I guess. I think that's I'm what thinking, people are waiting for. I'm thinking Friday is probably the bar will be lowered, like limbo. I mean, really, lowered. we're kind of exposing ourselves for having the uh, the dumbest audience uh, in America. <laughs> What's that say? No, no, I'm no, kidding. No. I'm kidding. They're hard questions. They're very hard. Well, you know, some of them are hard. When guys are drafted. Who's the Sunday night position. baseball crew is not exactly no, that I, hard. I know. I got yeah. The best was Adnan Burke. Yeah. <laughs> In studio host. All right. Uh, Cody AV is in uh, Vancouver. Says uh, the yeah. phones are busy right now. Ooh. Uh, people. Uh, How do they know? We're, 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 so we got Let's call back, Cody. We'll get you on, Cody. We'll, yeah, we'll get, get you on. on. He, tried sure. to, he said the phones were busy yesterday. Really? Yeah. That's uh, good. Busy phones. I guess. <laughs> He's probably calling the wrong number. I think he, he's probably calling Papa John's by accident, and everyone's calling to complain to Papa John's right now. Let's bring in Lou Gamblu, Gamblu.com. Lou, what's up, Lou? Not too much, gentlemen. How we doing? Good stuff, Lou. Pretty good, Lou. We've got two tickets for the World Series we're trying to give away. You want to take a shot, Lou? You, you give yeah, a baseball damn trivia? Right I, you're damn right <laughs> I do. I mean, that's that's one event that I, I've been to playoff games. I've been been to an all-star game. I haven't been to a World Series game. Got to get that done. Luke can right. participate. We let uh, other people. Yeah, we let, let Jeff Nadu. Yeah, it's, we've, only, it's only fair. Yeah, we've let other guests. Like, uh, yeah. God knows, Lou, we can attest to this. You can, uh, if you want to do an investigation. Yeah. Lou's not getting paid for these appearances, so no. he's not a uh, employee. He, no, he's not an employee. <laughs> You've never gotten a check, right, Lou? <laughs> <laughs> no. Hell, hell, I got to pay to get on here with this. <laughs> <laughs> but I will say this: I don't want to. I don't want to compete for the uh, tickets. I'd rather have uh, the people that listen to us, our regular listeners, uh, be eligible for that. I, I'll get to a World Series. Don't worry about me. Yeah, the problem well, is, class act, the Luke. problem is, they're idiots. They can't answer. <laughs> I think we should get. Do well, you want to try? Does Lou want to try the game though, or what, you want to ask him a few game? I have a feeling. No, you we'll do just well. Throw, we'll throw one at Lou for okay. fun here. Yeah. We we asked someone this yesterday. Um. 
the Washington uh, or the uh, here it is. What is the um, what is the second oldest stadium in Major League Baseball? Uh, That's for you, Lou. Yeah, no, I, I got it, I, and I've been to one and not the other. I just don't know which one. It's between Fenway and Wrigley. I'll say Wrigley. Yeah, yeah. You know what? Um, it's actually it is Wrigley. Yeah. Fenway is Fenway's, the oldest. Fenway's older. Yeah, yeah, that's a good answer, Lou. But Fenway's more revamped than Wrigley, too, when you think about it. Wrigley's still, they kept their stuff. The, I think it's like traditionally when you've been to both stadiums, Wrigley feels older. That's my opinion. I spent uh, I spent a couple summers in Wrigley Field as a young kid in the early 80s. And then uh, one time in the spring, I watched a, I was at a liquor convention with my, in my fam- first family business, <laughs> And I watched a, uh, a, a New York City marathon, excuse me, a Boston marathon. And then after that, that night, I had a choice of do I go to Fenway for a baseball game or the Garden? But at the time Larry Bird was playing, I chose the Garden. But if, thinking about it now, many decades later, I wish I'd have gone to Fenway. <laughs> well, you say you're at a liquor, you in the moonshine and business, Lou? Liquor, you liquor, say, liquor, yeah, yeah, your liquor convention was. You're, you're, were you in a, you own a distillery? Yeah, my my dad and uncle and my grandfather before them were wine distributors in Nebraska. In fact, I learned the wine business from uh, Italians in California named Mondavi, Sebastiani, uh, Gallo, Martini. I, I mean, I knew all those people because I was uh, sent out there to, during the day, work at the wineries and at night go to San Francisco and tear the place up. Sounds pretty awesome, Lou. Lou's got what friends a lot, in a lot of businesses. Yeah, he's got a gal. He's, he named some big hitters in the wine business there. All right, Lou. So well, I, I, I got taught by him. I, you know, I, I don't have anything to do with him anymore, but I can tell you what. You put a glass of French uh, Bordeaux next to a glass of uh, California Cab, and from across the room, I'll tell you which one's which. Oh, nice. <laughs> Lou he's from Gamblue.com with us. He's a jack of all and in the case of in, in the case of three of us, I can tell you the difference between an old Milwaukee, a Schlitz, and a Pabst. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so I've got I've got another trivia question here for you, Lou. Okay, uh, I'm ready. Which UFC heavyweight um, used to be a U, UFC heavyweight champion, but has been punched in the face like 800 times and probably should not be fighting? This weekend, <laughs> it should probably not be a minus 175 favorite. Uh, based on, I mean, this fight opened to pit. They're betting it's like sports, sports Jeopardy. Who was Junior yeah, Dos Santos? You know, so what, well, yeah, what, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What is Junior Dos Santos? I mean, what surprises me is the fight opened to pick, and they're betting the, the, the Dos Santos like they got Sunday morning sports page. And I do respectfully disagree with the flow of the movement. I think it's because of Dos Santos name recognition, number one. And number two, uh, I don't think people know who this uh, Blagoy Ivanov is. He is capable. Now, I have talked to a couple guys that I normally talk to. We share info about the fight. What do you think about this? What do you think about that? They lean to Dos Santos. Uh, but I'm I I feel pretty good about this uh, this Ivanov. I like him, and I like him for several reasons. Dos Santos has just been in so many wars over the years, and for a long time, you know, like um, 
you know, you look back to his his fights with with Cain Velasquez. That was yeah. a while ago. I know, man. Those were years. I mean, I remember I was ago. in Los Angeles. I got lost in Anaheim trying to find the stupid arena, and I ended up at a uh, at a biker's bar. It was like right out of Sons, <laughs> Sons of Anarchy or something in the OC. Yeah, that was the night that uh, the first time Dos Santos clipped him in a year, like, and then knocked him out. That was a while ago, and then Cain Velasquez just murdered him after that. Dos Santos is a warrior. The guy's been in a hell of a lot of fights, but, you know, next to Roy Nelson, I imagine he's been hit as much as anybody else, and it's different than with Nelson. Like, Junior Dos Santos has been in 25-minute bloodbath, concussion-like forever wars. It's kind of sad to see him fighting still, to be honest with you, Lou. Uh, it is, and that's a that's a dialogue for another discussion. But but to be quite honest with you, Gabriel, I think that's probably one of the main reasons that I like the uh, kid Ivanov is, is the wear and tear on Dos Santos. I mean, you mentioned two fights with Kane, the last of which was December of twelve, so six years ago, and in between that, excuse me, of October of thirteen, so that's five years ago, and in between then, he's been iced by Overeem. And Stipe in the first round is last out. And the only time I thought he really looked good is when the, the low IQ Ben Rothwell went in there looking like a bear and, and uh, Junior was able to stick and move. And I think that's his only shot in this fight. And I don't give him credit for having the IQ and ability to be, to be able to carry it out. He may start that way but he's not going to end up that way. And meanwhile, the kid that he's fighting has uh, defeated a couple of good, heavy bangers, knocked out Sean Jordan, and in his last fight uh, fought a guy that's 6'4 and and looks a lot like Dos Santos, but tried to stick and move and and, uh, stay away from Ivanov. And Ivanov uh, displayed very, very uh, good footwork. He cut the octagon very well. And in the third round, he had a lot of gas. Uh, based on that, watching that film and knowing what I know about Dos Santos, my advice would be to take a little bit of time. Let's watch this line. I think it continues to maybe slide up a little bit. And at the first sign of it stopping or going down, then go ahead and hit the underdog. But uh, that's that's exactly what I'm trying to do right now. He's like plus 165, and that's cheap. I mean, nobody knows who he is. They're begging you to take Dos Santos. Uh, here, here, Lou, that's the best. Low energy Jeb, low IQ Rothwell. That's what I was Let's, uh, all right, we've only got a couple of minutes because oh, yeah, we've got to yeah. get to a contest yeah. after. So let's blast through these fights because there's a couple of other interesting ones on the card. you got Katz and Gano. And uh, Marion Renault on the card. Katsagano's about a minus 120 favorite. Dennis Bermuda's minus 250 against Rick Glenn. Sage Northcutt's a favorite. Uh, Sage Northcutt, minus 130 or so. Miles Jury is once one of the more heavily hyped young up-and-coming fighters in the UFC. Not anymore. Has fallen down a little bit in the pecking order. He's an underdog against Chad Mendez. Jennifer Maya, Liz uh, Carmouche. Uh, that's an interesting fight, Jennifer Maya is a, uh, an extremely uh, talented uh, fighter. And, uh, man, we've even got Khabib's cousin on this card, a minus 165 against Scoggins, uh, Lou. Uh, what's your take on this? Uh, any of these uh, other fights catch your eye? It, not any of the ones that you mentioned, but I will say the Brazilian uh, Barcelos, who's fighting Halabaugh, 
I, I, my people are telling me good things about him. Uh, he's a counter-striking uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belt, but good at wrestling. Now, he's been off for a couple years, so folks don't know much about him. I'm going to give him a look. Uh, surely I'm going to give Darren Elkins a look because that number has gone out of whack. Olenowski's sure should be a favorite. And 160 where he opened, okay. 200 maybe, okay. But not 345, 350. Uh, I'll be looking hard at Elkins, maybe even an over in that fight because there's no way to take Elkins out. Uh, the line on Mendez has dropped. I'm looking at him. I don't like favorites, so that says something. Uh, and I, I think uh, Zach Otto is going to go in there and beat the shit out of Sage Northcutt. <laughs> beat the shit out of him. Plus 110. Well, if you can take him down, he yeah. will. Yeah. That's, it's pretty pretty simple. I was just going to tell you, like, ask you guys. This card looks good, though. Like, there's no minus 560 favor. Like, 345 is the good, biggest. Good there's a lot of really tight fights this one. You like good. you like where it is, too, Cam. You know where this card is? No, where is it? In Boise. Oh, Boise, Idaho? Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. It's going to be a good night. Yeah, we got, a, we got a Brazilian facing a Bulgarian in Boise. Yeah. <laughs> and we got the Barbarian, Zach Otto, in Boise. Absolutely. Coming off a win against Mike Pyle. Like you yeah. said, Mike Pyle's like older, but uh, Mike Pyle's a man. You know what yeah. I mean? Mike Mike Pyle knows every trick in the book, and Sage Northcutt doesn't. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it just get, seems like, like the wrong guy, the wrong guy's favorite, Lou. I mean, this is total name reputation only. And I don't know what the reputation is. Like I said, I'm a big Sage guy. I think he's a nice kid. I want to cheer for him. But I saw a picture of him. He tweeted out a picture and you know, he's got like a ripped, like, you know. Yeah, washboard. Yeah, he's got yeah. the washboard, and he's lifting these weights, and he's smiling and stuff. And I couldn't help but resist. I tweeted him. I said, hey, kid, we get it. You're ripped. Learn to defend <laughs> yeah, a takedown. So, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Even though, even though he has those damn blue abs, don't don't let him, don't judge by the cover. I, I'm telling you that Zach Otto is a man. And that's the difference here, Gabe. You hit it right on the head. I think it's experience and ring generalship, or in this case, octagon generalship. And I think Otto's going to put a whooping on the kid. Yeah, Northcutt, uh, he's a good kid, too. The last card, too, guys. Very lots of underdogs. Kid. Lots of underdogs came in, Gabe. We were talking about it in the big fights, too. So something that could yeah, be very lucrative. Four, last week, four and seven underdogs. And now, you know, for the season this year, uh, we're 156, 72, and 10. Still about 67, 68% favorites, but it was a nice card for underdogs last week. Especially with yep. Cormier and Derek Lewis both hitting. The big ones. Big do, big purchases. Um, Mike Perry was my, you know, was my big release. I was happy to hit him. That said, I did uh, take a step back. I had Gil Burns, and I know, uh, Gabe, you had the other side of that. Good call. Hook, uh, Hooker's the real deal. Yeah, I also had the over, though. I lost. <laughs> I, I did okay, Lou, but I hit a wall late. I didn't see, and uh, plus I was drunk. I was in a bar, and I was drunk. That's what happens. Drunk, and, drunk uh, betting's tough. Yeah, good, I did. Good gambling I, and good drinking don't mix, Matt. No, uh, I didn't think that. I didn't lose a lot, but I didn't think that. Uh, I didn't think Cormier was going to knock out, knock out Myoshik like that. And um, for the record, guys, and I don't know if you know, Lou, but uh, the number right now. We got to get out of here, but Cormier versus Cormier versus Lesnar. Uh, Cormier minus one seventy-five. I think I click it right now. Yeah, I totally agree. That's a bargain. Then they wouldn't fight till January if it happens. Or Super Bowl weekend. That's what they're expecting. Lou, you're the best. Gamblue.com. Thanks, Lou.
Always appreciate it, guys. Have a good week. You too, Lou. DKMS. Fight blood cancer and uh, fight your stupidity. Answer these questions correctly. Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? Or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Download it now to your phone, we promise. No weird viruses, no strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go. I think it's fitting that we just talked to UFC because, uh, as Bruce Buffer would say, it's time! It's time to try to give you two tickets to the World Series. And I'm just kidding. I know these are uh, they're relatively, well, they are and they're not uh, overly tough questions. We might just have to reduce this to, um, all right, who can actually look up things quickest on the Internet? <laughs> <laughs> Am I going to give them 10 or we're still, or we're still uh, five, five. Yeah. We'll wait till the end we of the can, week. We can't make a mockery no, of this. No, we can. And maybe we'll, we'll see how things go. We, 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 we can't, we, we can't make a mockery of this. Uh, that's true. All right. Um, so if you want to crack at the tickets uh, here, um, the number to call is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-84-FNTSY or... 844-843-6879, and uh, the fine people over at DKMS, we talk about DKMS, you hear the uh, the spots uh, often, yep. of course, um, help um, place donors uh, with uh, the people uh, that need them, great, uh, yep. it's a great cause at uh, DKMS, great, great, uh, great cause. All right, so let's, let's go to the, uh, the phone lines uh, right now, and let's start off with... Let's uh let's go to Joe in Cleveland. Joe in Cleveland. Cleveland, Ohio. Cleveland Rocks. Joe in Cleveland. What's going on, Joe? Not too much, Gabe. It's Murkowski from the Jets at night. Mur- Murkowski. <laughs> What's up, Murkowski? Yeah, Mur- Not too much. So uh, right. is Babano doing is Babano doing a preview tonight and should I get a pot of coffee yeah. or what? <laughs> You know what I saw? Babano was uh, tweeting. He seemed to be. Uh, Babano lives quite the life. Eh? He's got like twenty five thousand dollars in the bank. He said last week. Really? Uh, oh, yeah, wow. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah, he's out. Uh, he was out at some bar watching a soccer yeah. today. I'm thinking, yeah. what are you? Galavan. Yeah. yeah, he doesn't work. I got shows to do. <laughs> I see Babano at the end of the day too. Yeah, Murkowski. You see Babano at the end of the day. He's like another hard way or hard work. Uh, you know, hard day of work done. It's like, dude. You did a three-minute baseball the pick of the day video. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, like another hard, hard day done. He's doing. Like, yeah, I know, but you know, you, you, you did a three-minute baseball video. That ah, was tough, dude. Well, a lot of rough life. Somebody's got to do it, right? Yeah, we yeah. can't all live yeah, like the yeah, batter. Yeah, he's, okay, he's got savings. Right. Okay, what do we got here? Okay, so what batter Joe has struck out the most in the history of Major League Baseball? Uh, I have no idea. I'm going to say Chris Davis, but I'm sure that's wrong because it's so recent. 
Yeah, he strikes yeah, out a lot, lot, but maybe yeah. at the end of his career. But uh... right, but I don't know who the career who was it. All right, we're gonna give you we'll give you another. Uh... Yeah, we'll, we'll let you go again here, Joe. All right, what okay. base runner who's been caught stealing the most in Major League Baseball history? I'll go Ricky Henderson. I know he stole a crap on bases. That is correct. That's what I. Yeah, wow. Nice. So, like Ricky Henderson, Murkowski, you're on first base. Nice. All right, so. Yeah. Uh, Ricky. We move on now. Now they get, they get a little, little bit tougher here. Yep. We'll get you uh, one of the easier ones here. All right. What active manager has been ejected the most in their managerial career? What current manager in Major League Ooh. Baseball has been kicked out of the most games for arguing? Turf for the most games. Uh, I'm going to go Joe. I'm going to go Joe Madden. No, no. Good call, but no. Can I, can I no. guess? No, because no. we might oh, yeah, we gonna, use yeah. it again. That's right. Thanks for playing, Joe. Thanks, Joe. Thanks, sir. Yep, pleasure later. Uh, Joe and Cleveland. Thanks for uh, checking in, yeah. Joe. All right, let's go. Uh, let's go to uh, let's go to Marty in California. Marty. Caledonia. Oh, Caledonia. Oh, Marty Caledonia. Caledonia. We have more Marty and Cali or Larry and Caledonia. <laughs> A little bit of confusion. Caledonia. Caledonia. Right. Either way, sorry, Marty. You're on deck. Larry, what's up, Larry? Or is this Marty? Marty. Marty. No, oh, it's Marty oh, from Caledonia. He said he's from Caledonia. Well, I guess, okay, so I don't so, know. The other one's from California. Well, the list, no, I see Marty Cali and Larry Caledonia. Uh, so I guess yeah. Caledonia is Cali today. Yeah, okay. I told my All dad right, to so. call in. He's on, he's on hold, too. Oh, oh, okay. oh okay. Okay. Right. double your pleasure. Okay, okay. He, right, will, so he won't get the questions right. And I probably won't either, but he definitely yeah. won't get them right. Okay, well, let's give it a shot here. Got to try. <laughs> what former pitcher has the highest percentage of votes when he was elected to the Major League Baseball Hall of Fame. Which pitcher got the most votes from the media when he got uh, into the Hall of Fame? Percentage. Greg Maddox? It's a pretty good guess, Very but good no, guess, that's no. not him. No, that's a pretty good guess, though. All right, we're going to give you uh, one more shot yep. here, too. It's two-shot Wednesday. Yeah, it's two-shot Wednesday, this is, this, everybody. It's fair. It's, yeah, yeah you, got, you get two shots. You call in, you get, you get a couple chances. All right, um... What is the team record? What is the team record for the most wins in a single regular season? 116. That is correct. Seattle yeah, Mariners. Pretty good. Very nice. We would have accepted the 1906 Chicago Cubs, too. <laughs> I wasn't getting that one. Good thing it wasn't a two-parter. <laughs> All right. Which active player, which uh, player, which active player currently playing has committed the most errors in their career? Which guy in the league has the most errors, current player? It's a lot of errors. Dude. Chase Utley. I like your style. I like the guess. Yeah, but, very uh, good. No. All right. Thank, thanks for playing. Thanks for playing, Marty. We'll see if... Uh, Where's your dad? We'll see if Dak can do better. Yep. Well, you did good getting a second yeah, base. Yeah, seriously, that, that, that 116 was a good answer. You know, I don't Can know you if you're out. 
Say, see you, man. I, don't... Line. I want to hear. I want to hear him. If you can. Yeah, all right. Before, okay. if you don't hang up, uh, yeah. Then after, let them both go up. <laughs> we'll see what we can do for you, buddy. No, I just want to hear him. Yeah, no, I know. Yeah, no, 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 we'll we'll just, you know, technology, you know. Yeah, it's All right. I love the game show. Man. Yeah, I don't. You know, we don't want to put. We, we don't want to get put too much on exactly. Florio's plate. Yeah, like, I know. Yeah, callers on hold. Leave me online. I agree. I agree. I agree. Okay, so let's go to. Uh, uh, let's check in with. Uh, let's check in uh, with Larry. Larry. Yeah, Larry's the father. Let's go with Larry. Larry. Here. What's up, Larry? How much? How you doing? Good. 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 Okay. So uh, let's uh, let's jump in here. <clears throat> what kind of question you want? You want like a yeah. player question? Older? You, know, you prefer old baseball history, current baseball history? I like that, Marenzi. Giving them the choice. Real, real easy one. Real easy one. <laughs> 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 He's looking to get it. All right, all right. Uh, that way, there, my son will. What was Pete Rose's career batting average? Uh. 300. Pretty close. Very close. Pretty close, but no, no, no. All right, we'll, we'll throw one more at you here. Which pitcher has won the most Cy Young awards? Wow. Nah, yeah, I, yeah, we're gonna have yeah, to move yeah, on. I didn't want to do it, but you, I you guys to, can man. try again tomorrow. All right, uh, yeah, try it tomorrow every day, fellas. All right, hang in there, um, hang in there, Darcy. We're gonna go to uh, Scott in Ottawa, Scott, the Canadian capital, Ottawa. Scott, what's going on, Scott? Hey guys, thanks for having me again. All right, no problem. Thanks for uh, thanks for participating. All right, who was the uh, the last Yankee to wear the number fifty one? Oh, let's just start on my second attempt. We'll Question you, we'll, two. We'll give you one more. One more crack. One more kick in the can. Where's the yeah. 2019 All-Star game being played? The 2019 game? Yep. Not this year? <laughs> no. It's taking too long, Scott. <laughs> That's uh, Cleveland. Cleveland. <laughs> Washington. All right, we'll give you the first one. Are you guys going to give me Cleveland? Yeah, we'll, no, give, give, we'll, Cleveland. we'll yeah. give you Cleveland. Okay. Yeah, we'll give you Cleveland. Yeah, we'll give you Cleveland. This next one, though, you got to be okay. quicker. Yeah, okay. I'll be forceful. In 2017, which team led the league in attendance? Answer. All right. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Uh, let's go with the Dodgers. Too long. <laughs> Next. He's trying. I yeah, almost I gave him credit. Like he's it's, it's, yeah. he's pretty good with looking it up. But no, I like the and, the, and the, he has got a good technique too. Like kind of like it's yeah, a good stall you can't, technique. You can't go yeah. into silence. And, that's yeah, the thing. If you, uh, repeat the like question. I kind of tricked you the first time, but the second time you're like, yeah, that's something going on over there. All right, Darcy in BC. 
Darcy. What's going on, boys? How you doing, Darcy? I'm doing well. Okay, Darcy. Ken Griffey Jr. and Sr. were the first father-son duo to play on the same roster. Who was the next father-son duo to play on the uh, on the same team? The Barry and Bobby Bonds. I like your style. Yeah. I used to love having uh, Bobby Bonds's uh, baseball cards. Big afros and yeah, a little, new team every year. Little hat on big hair. Not a bad guess, but uh, it's no. an incorrect. Guess. Want to give him another chance? Yeah. So it's two, two, hey, it's two for Wednesday. Two yeah, for Wednesday. What, what manager? Oh, two for one special. Yes. What what manager? What current manager in baseball right now has been kicked out of the most games? Oh, that's a tough one. Let's go, Buck Showalter. It's also a pretty good guess, but. Yeah. Uh, Thanks for playing. Yeah, yeah, thanks for playing. I, those, were, yep. those were good guesses. All right. We've All right, got boys. Have a good day. You too. All right. We keep uh, going. We've got. Yeah, we've got uh, who else is on the line? Good got uh, Darren in uh, Edmonton. Darren in Edmonton. Darren in Edmonton. What's up, Darren? Good. How you doing? How you doing, boys? Pretty good. Good, good, Darren. Thanks for, uh, thanks right for participating. Thanks for uh, participating. Yeah, and uh, give, Giving a shot. All right. Oh, that's right. Hey, you yeah. got knocked off yesterday. That happened. You got dropped off yesterday, yeah. Yeah, we get it dropped off here all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've, dro- I've dropped off a lot. Yeah, I like hey, settle down, Darren. Take a shot. It happens to you guys all the time. Yeah. It happens sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. It's usually Florio's fault. Um, or Cam. All right. Yeah, okay. yeah, that's, yeah, that's true. Good call. All right, who struck out the most in the history of the National League? Who struck out the most in the history of the National League? I'm even going to give you a. I'll give you a hint here. His nickname was Pops. Oh, I don't know that one. Nick. Now I'm giving nicknames. Yeah, here. I know it's good. Yeah, Do you well, know who Pops is? No, I know Pops. All right. Uh, what former pitcher has the highest percentage of votes for being elected into the Major League Baseball Hall of Fame? Who was like the most unanimous? Highest vote getter. A pitcher. Pretty good guess. But Not sure if they had the, vote, the, the voting guy. Yeah. Nah, the voters were anti-Semitic, so he didn't. <laughs> he, he's not the answer. <laughs> Sorry. That was a good one. That was a good one. Thanks for playing. <laughs> Is the pitcher tall or short, Gabe? Can you give me a clue? Actually, we can't do that. No, I don't know. When I play I, for the rest of the week. Well, I don't know. We're going to have to start giving people hints. Uh, it's Wednesday today. Tomorrow's Thursday. Tomorrow's hint Thursday. He was, he was on hint. the Reds and the Mets. Bonilla? Who? who? Reds and the Mets? Who? What did you no, say? about Bobby Bonilla, but he was for the Pirates. Yeah. First off, Bobby Bonilla is not a Hall of Famer. No. Secondly, Bobby Bonilla is not a pitcher. Oh no! I thought you were talking Thirdly, about the strikeouts. Bobby Bonilla, Bobby Bonilla didn't pitch, didn't play for the uh, the Pirates uh, or sorry, the uh, the uh, the Reds and no, Mets. I was getting the questions mixed up. See, although, yeah. although I will say, when Bobby Bonilla was on the Mets, he saved uh, me from getting my ass kicked from Carl Everett. Carl Everett was all drunk at like three in the morning in a restaurant. And, and, and saw you. you. I you know I interviewed the oh. Mets earlier in the day. I cover. I was at the game. Yeah. I was in a clubhouse and stuff. So I'm in the restaurant and we're all drunk. So then I look over and I I interview Bobby Bonilla earlier in the day. So I look over and he sees me. And he's like, Hey man. 
He goes, hey, hey, how you doing? So, like, I was like, hey, how you doing, man? And Carl Everett's sitting there, and he wasn't happy. No, he went right into, what the F are you looking at? Because I looked over at Carl Everett, and he goes, what are you looking at? And Carl Everett, like, gets up, man. He's like, you better step back. And uh, Bobby Bonilla got up, told Carl Everett, yo, yo, man, what are you doing? Like, so Carl Everett's angry on the field and at bars at night. He's, he's always had an anger problem, that guy. Carl yeah. Everett's one of the angriest guys in yeah, baseball. Yeah, I think he was, uh, he was allegedly charged for, yeah. like, burning his kids with a cigarette butt or something once because he got pissed off. Oh, my God. Yeah, and then the crazy thing is he got traded to the Expos. I remember when he played for the Expos. He got traded to the Expos. I was the Expos postgame oh, show. Yeah, the he, guy <laughs> tried to threaten to kill me in a bar, and they tell me, yeah, I interviewed Carl Everett. He just got here. Oh, God. So I had to go out to Carl Everett, but he didn't remember. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God. He's like me. He's like, what? Yeah, like, yeah. what it was funny, too. He was nice. Like, yeah. when I saw him in uniform, he was like, yeah, I could be here. Hey. He told me anytime, man, you need an interview anytime, man. I was like, yeah, thanks, Carl. I was thinking, wow, man, this guy's like nuts, man. <laughs> That's awesome. That's a good story. All right. Uh, where are we going here? Let's go, go to, to who, 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 who's been on hold here. Who's, a, who's next in line? Cody. Cody. Cody Let's in Vancouver. What's up, Cody? How's it going, man? Good, Cody. Good, Cody. Good, Cody. Cody. Welcome to the Thanks Fantasy Sports. Thanks for having Sports. me, guys. All right. Thanks for uh, playing the game. Okay, Cody. Thanks. Uh, thanks. Thank DKMS. Yes, Don't thank us. It's true. All right. Which uh, which player was hit by the most pitches last Ooh. year? Which Major League Baseball player got beamed and hit by the most pitches last year? Um, Geyer, Brandon Geyer. No, no, no. no. One more. Yeah, we'll give we'll give you a shot. One more shot. Sorry, I heard. I thought I heard typing too. I don't know what's going on. I'm on top of it now. No, we gotta let guys go at least. Yeah, uh, yeah I'll give him five. Give I was literally okay. five. Three yeah, I'll yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. Cam's a little trigger happy now. No, no. What National League team has the most wins of all time? Which team in the National League has won the most games? Los Angeles Dodgers, I'd have to say. Would be a good guess, but ironically enough, it's not. Kind of upsets me who, yeah. who's, who's won yeah. so it's many made, games. It's, made, it's yeah. made angry. Yeah. All right, thanks thanks for playing, Cody. Thanks, Cody. Thanks lot, Have a good day. Got it. All right, uh, hang in there, guys. Yeah. We'll take a break. We got, uh, it looks like we got Haynes, Hainzer. We got Chris at Newmarket. Hang, hang in there, guys. If you're on hold, hang in there. We'll get to you. If you're not, we'll take more calls on the other side. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there, where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day.
Game time decisions. Red Heat and Rage Radio continues. Croatia. More callers. Croatia into the World Cup final. Uh, for the record, uh, France minus 106. Draw plus 225. Croatia to win in 90 minutes uh, in a plus 350 uh, range. And yesterday, France were minus 150. Just to win. Yeah, just, just to, to win. win. Now they're minus 225. See, we talk about it, man. Because England would have been uh, a bit better for the odds. Yeah, because even though Croatia wins, they're not overwhelming exactly. anybody. So France, France winning. France is going to beat them. What do you think I should do if I have Croatia and whatever? Would I take just France? The thing is, I could take France to win, but look at the odds change. I would have to take them in ninety plus injury time. I think they'll get it done in reg- That's a better. That's a better price. They probably do win in ninety. I minutes. think they do. I think they win like two two nil. I'll I'll approach it uh, with both. You know what I mean? Yeah. And probably I'll just start putting France in parlays over the next uh, couple of days. Yep, good call. All right, um, so let's get back uh, to the phone lines uh, here. But uh, we want to, uh, of course, thank uh, DKMS, who are looking for your help in a fight against blood cancer. For many patients, a bone marrow transplant is the best chance for survival. 30% of patients can find a matching donor in their families. 70%, nearly 14,000 each year, must rely on a benevolent stranger to step up and in and donate. Find out how you can help the cause and go to dailyroto.com slash dkms it's dailyroto.com slash dkms and if you have contaminated blood like me and cam you can donate money exactly no one wants my organs no nor mine gabe <laughs> i think they're covered in like some sauce it'll make you worse <laughs> i think you could de- i think my organs are already deep fried and uh, just for the record there's you know there's a big saying in show business that you must know your audience yes yeah, you must know. Uh, you must know your audience, and uh, no one knows my uh, audience like I do. We know our boy Pushy's a regular caller, Pushy. and we're like, "How come Pushy's not calling in for the the contest?" Pushy goes, "You're bang on. I need a pardon to legally travel." <laughs> Figure no point in calling in. I don't want to ruin another person's chance of winning. That's that's honorable, Pushy. Just because of that, we're gonna send you. Pushy, we're going to hook you up with two tickets to the World Series and a new identity. <laughs> you will now live in Topeka. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you live in Topeka, Kansas yeah. now, Pushy. But the, the thing is, now you can't travel back. Yeah, that's that's the deal. That's tough. <laughs> All right, so uh, let's get back to the phone line. Let's do it. Chris in Newmarket's been patient. Chris, Newmarket. What's up, Chris? Not much. How are you boys doing? Pretty good. good. Welcome uh, welcome to the show, Chris. Thank you. All right. You want older baseball trivia or you want current player type stuff? Honestly, just just throw me some stuff. I'm I'm hitting at about seventy percent today. I really would have liked the pops one, but uh, let's uh, let's let's move Ooh, on. Yeah, to yeah, 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 pops. Yeah, yeah. Which pitcher has the most career losses? In Major League Baseball history. Actually, I know this one. Which pitchers lost the most? Really? You know yeah, this? I really want to answer it, too. I think for longevity, I'm going to guess and say probably Nolan Ryan because he pitched for so long. No. Can I guess, Gabe, please? You yeah. Know, Jamie Moyer. No. No? It's Jamie <laughs> Moyer, isn't it? Jamie Moyer. He's lost a million games. <laughs> Who is it? Uh, I don't even know. I thought it was Jamie Moyer. It's, Damn it. It's Cy Young. Oh, really? Yeah. Damn it. That's a trick question. 
in the modern day. I think Cy Young's like won the most Take games, too. I'm going to check out most losses. I think Jamie Moyer's like num- number two then. Cy Young lost 316 freaking games, man. Most losses. I knew that one crazy. for what it's worth. If he's really? so good, what, Florio, you knew that one? You knew that, Florio? Yeah. So I, I want to win. I want so, my chance to go to the World Series. Hey. Uh, <laughs> You do get checks. They're not big yeah. ones, but <laughs> you're like. Correct. You're not allowed. Yeah, Nolan Ryan was in his third you know, game no, You know what's weird, though? I, I knew this one, too. I knew it was Cy Young. But I, I also believe I think he's the winningest pitcher and the losingest pitcher. Jamie Moyer's 209. He's 37th on the list. Look at these names, though. It's a lot of games. Yeah, no, yeah, but yeah, Cy Young, yeah, no, out of the new guys, though, good desk. You know who was Nolan Ryan? Gas can that, uh, James, what was the guy that Towers? What was that guy's name? Josh Towers? Josh Towers. Oh, he doesn't make the list, though. He didn't. wasn't in the big league no, long enough. Last. But you're right. If he pitched another five or six years, he'd be there. Wow, Steve Carlton lost 244 games. He's number 14. Frank, Remember good old Frank Tanana, 17, Jim Cott? Wow, a lot of good names there. Uh, you know, one thing is, though, like Steve Steve Carlton lost a lot of games. But he won a lot of games. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Look at their list. Greg Maddox, Ferguson Jenkins. These guys are legendary pitchers. Yeah, you know why, though? Because their longevity. Well, they used to pitch late into the game. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Wasn't specialty getting yeah. taken out in the Man, sixth inning. I, I like it better. So back Steve then. Steve Carlton would be in a game like in the ninth inning and stuff, and he'd get screwed on a decision that pitchers wouldn't get screwed on now. And guess who's the only active guy in the list, Gabe? A portly fellow who we were going to have competitions with me against. Yeah, sixty seventh on the list, our boy, big sexy Bartolo Colon. Okay, one eighty. We still have Chris. Or is is he Chris there? Gone? Who's there? All right, no, let's go to. Uh, okay, Chris, we'll give you one more crack uh, yeah. here, Chris. One more crack. What player, what player has been in the most World Series? What player? And I'll tell you, he's an old dude. Real old. Yeah, I'm. I'm not. I uh, mantle. Not gonna know. No. All right. Thanks. Good, good, thanks good, for good. playing, Chris. Thanks, guys. Fall ass backwards into this. All right. Yeah, you never know. I see we got our man Slick. Is it really Slick? But hold on, Slick. We gotta get the. We'll get the ride here, and then Slick. Uh, Slick and Boston's on deck. Slick. And it's got to be. How many Slicksters are there in Boston? It's got to be the Slick that we know. Um, Ryan in Toronto. And, you know, there's eight, seven or eight million people in Toronto. So there's a lot of Ryans. But why do I get the feeling that this guy is uh, Hainzer? Ryan. Yeah, yeah, I'm back. I'm here. Yep. You know what? I like your, love, I like your perseverance, Hainzer. No, you're determined. You I, are. I, 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 very determined. He's like a bulldog. The, pressure, yeah, the you know perseverance what? is good. I can't afford a vacation, so I'm hoping that I can fucking luck into it. That's backwards. <laughs> you said it, buddy. Okay, so which player's been in the most World Series ever? And uh, I'll give you a hint. He's famous for his slogans. Oh, Yogi Berra. Great call, Hainzer. On the ball. I made it kind of easy. Yeah, that was nice. That was a good, good clue. But yeah, that good was clue. Yeah. that's fair. That was a fair clue. I'm starting to think without any clues. Yeah, we're in big trouble. Like, yeah, we're yeah. you know yeah. the NFL season's going to be starting. You know what I mean? <laughs> like if we're, I know. No, 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 I don't know how long the contest goes for, but we they, they're going to be like they're going to be like one hey, more. Got... One more VP fastball. Let's go. <laughs> one, okay, oh, he's, one. he's calling his pitch. All right, I was going to get into my, my curveballs, but uh, what year did the designated hitter start in the American League? Ooh, that would have been, um, 
You're in the right decade. Yeah, right. We can't give it a ticket away just for the decade. All right, Hager. Thanks. Try again tomorrow. Okay. Doesn't he get one? Yeah, doesn't, yeah. He get two, doesn't he get two chances? And I'll tell you what, Hager. You're, you're, you're pretty persistent. And I think on Friday it might just be BP T-ball question yeah, day. So I got, like we, I, might, yeah. we might have to lower the threshold here. I agree. <laughs> I agree. Jamie Moyer. Awesome. <laughs> I like that you were you were actually excited about. It. I you were was. like, oh no, I know this one. I know this one. It's like Jamie Moyer. Like Jamie Moyer's bad, but like yeah. you know, the guy didn't lose the most games in the history of the sport. Yeah, that's a good point. Right. Slick in Boston. Slick, Slick's a smart guy. What's up, Slick? Hey, what's happening, Dave? It's been too long, Slick. Slick. How you doing, buddy? Not bad. I, I plan on seeing you in August. Yeah, good stuff. I know it's the double whammy, right? So uh, we got the IFBC and the Super Contest. Yeah, like I yeah. said, if if it's like Ted Teven used to say, anybody that was anybody is going to be well, there. Everybody who's a somebody is going to be there? Yeah, he's you like, would miss it for the world. Yeah, like after <laughs> Ted would say when he got back, if you weren't there, you were nobody. Yeah, exactly. yeah, everybody that was a somebody was there. <laughs> I love that line, too. <laughs> All right, Slick. How you been, though, Slick? All kidding aside, it's good to hear from you. Not bad, not bad. You know, there's a lot of stuff going on, but uh, we'll catch up. We'll catch up in August. Yeah, good stuff. All right. Uh, so, just for the record, if you think Slick sounds like Woody Bulger, he looks like him too. <laughs> 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 just kidding, Slick. <laughs> All right. No, that was a that was a funny line when you did that that night. That was a funny <laughs> line. <laughs> all right. What what National League team has the most wins of all time? Yeah. Uh, Team in the National Cardinals. League. Same Louis Cardinals. No, no. Oh, well. All right. One more. We'll give, give, we'll, another, we'll give, we'll give you another one. Yeah, Slick. we'll give you it's one more. Two for Wednesday. We'll give you oh, one more. Okay. okay. No problem. All right. Uh, well, this is interesting. What player has the most career outs hmm. in Major League Baseball history? Wow. Jimmy Moyer. <laughs> <laughs> Most career outs. <laughs> Most career outs. Uh, what a question. Be, I don't know. It would be like a leadoff hit, right? Must be. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, right. He was bad for gambling. <laughs> oh, Pete Rose. I guess, too. I was going to say, you could have said Julius Shulis Joe. Could have. <laughs> All right. <laughs> That's right. Pete Rose. He's whatever. He had so many damn yeah, hits. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Most hits, hits. most, most outs, outs, right? It's, it's like gonna... the pitchers with the wins and losses. All right. We'll throw one more at you here, Slick, and uh, we'll see if you get this one. But we can't. Uh, this one you're on the clock for. Yeah. Oh, All right. Which which active player, which current player playing right now, uh, has the uh, the most errors in their career? Probably a shortstop, but I don't, I don't know who. Yeah, sorry, man. All right, I'll see you. Uh, we'll see you next month. We'll win some money in Vegas. Month. Look forward. Take to care, it, Slick. Slick, Take care, Slick, right? Slick in Boston. God bless you, Slick. Great to hear I from like you. Slick. Slick's <laughs> Me and Slick. He's got a good, a good handle, great voice. Me and Slick go way back. We spent a lot of a lot of uh, nights in Vegas. <laughs> All right, let's. Uh, what do we got here? Oh, Gino. Gino. Yeah, Gino. Gabe. Gino, what's up, Gino? How you doing, Gabe? Good, good. How you doing? Good. 
Oh, not bad. I like the. I listen to the show every night. Whatever, you did good job, you guys. I appreciate Thanks. that, Gino. Thanks for tuning in, dude. Hi, right, okay. Cam. How are you doing? Nice, Gino. How are you doing, man? Feeling great. Good. Good. Go Seahawks. <laughs> <laughs> I like your style. That's my team. Buy, so I'm, I'm starting to buy in a Rashad Penny. No, I am too. I am too. <laughs> I was a little bit worried at the start, but with the guys they got there, what do we got? What do we got uh, for Slick? What do we got for? Okay, what pitcher? Oh jeez. Yeah, what know. what pitcher? Oh jeez. I should say what pitcher? He's like oh shit. <laughs> uh, what what pitcher has the most career playoff wins? What pitcher has won the most games? Yeah, uh, like an old pitcher and like new middle what? Uh, you know what? Uh, middle. Middle. Middle? Yeah. And you know what? I'll even tell you the team. He's a Yankee. Okay. He's a Yankee? He's one of the, He has oh. the most postseason uh, career wins. I'll say CC Sabathia. No, no, no. We, you know, we, we, we gave him you know, pretty good. Uh, we got to give him one more, though, don't we? Yeah. We'll give him one more. <laughs> We're feeling generous. All right. Yeah, gee. Damn it. All right, uh, let's go. Let's let's find an easier one. Who holds the record? Who holds the record for the most saves in a season? Oh, Eric Gagne, you know? No, no, I didn't say most steroids in a season. <laughs> most saves. His arm almost fell. Oh, you know what? Uh, he you said know? saves. Yeah, you know what? I didn't get that big pen from the White Sox. It isn't either, no. but you know what? The guy that it is, I wouldn't have gotten either. I, you know, surprise, I would have said, said Trevor Hoffman or something like that. To be honest, I would have said. What team did he play? For, it was the, uh, the Angels. The Angels? Not the, well, Jesus. I was going to say Bruce Suter, but he played for the Milwaukee Indians, didn't he? Bruce Suter, yeah, he was uh, St. Louis Cardinal, Cardinals. Milwaukee Brewer. Yeah, Cardinals, yeah. And currently a Milwaukee Brewer, another Bruce The other Suter, yeah. But, uh, yeah. all right, thanks thanks for playing, Gino. Thanks for playing, take, Gino. Take care, Gino. Gino's upset. He's like, son of a bitch. It's, it's, it's not an easy uh, game, Gabe. I think it'd be fun if I would, uh, who did you, who, who do you What got? is it? We might as well just throw it out here. I, I wrote to you in our in our chat. I I think my guesses are right though, for the last two. Uh, let's see. Let oh see. yeah, yeah, you are correct. Actually. Wow. So yeah, but if you so but if you, you weren't an employee, you, you knew that already, Florio. Believe it or not, yes. Florio, you're, you're pretty no, good. You Florio, know, Florio is a baseball historian. Well, we bust his balls, but Florio, no, Florio a good, he's no. a good. Uh, he's Trust a good, me, he's a good uh, baseball fantasy guy. If, he knows you wanna, baseball, if you want right? a lifeline, you call Florio. I wouldn't have got. I wouldn't have gotten either one of them. I'm, no, I'm honest. Yeah, some of them either. I know, like some of them I really know a lot. But um, I wouldn't have got either one of them. For the record, we'll throw it out there because it's yeah. frustrating. People, like, who is it yeah. then? It's uh, K Rod, Frankie Rodriguez. Really, K? Oh yeah, K Rod. Sixty-two saves in a year. Wow, man. Yeah, he was he was electric for a few years. And Andy Pettit. Andy Pettit for the for the playoff wins. Yeah, Nineteen wow. playoff wins in his career. And Florio knew them both. Good good call, Florio. All right, so uh, we'll give it another shot tomorrow. Yep. And uh, you know, lots of nice calls tomorrow. Today. We'll see if we we'll get Cardano to call in actually, and uh, we'll play take, with him. Well, we'll take a new approach to this. Yeah, we're going to have to take a new approach to this. There's no way in hell anybody's answering for these questions. 
All right, so just just for the hell of it here, Cam. Give, so give Florio a third. No, no. Let's just yeah. get to uh, fourth. Let's get to uh, fourth base. Okay. Give me, yeah, the fourth question. Yeah, let's get to this. Is like uh, when you're down. This here. is the one. Like you, you get this right, you win the tickets. Yeah. yeah. As of yeah. July fourth, two thousand eighteen, in the history of Major League Baseball, how many managers have there been? Okay, that's it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> like, come on. Sorry, man. If you know that, you're... Uh, uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, you're... Right. yeah that, see, yeah, exactly. That, that's what I'm saying. Like, we're, we might have to... Uh, yeah. Dumb it down. Otherwise, this could just continue all summer. <laughs>